the facility where one DJ was working, they paged him saying that the DJ was doing an awful job and the, the client wanted him removed. Wow. And then he looked at me, he's like, I don't have another DJ that can cover it. Everybody else is working. I need you to go up there and do it. I looked at him, I'm like, I, what? All right, tell me, tell me about the vitals, the, the heartbeat. <laughs> tell me. He said, um, I need you to go up there and do it. He said, you have your book? I said, yeah. I never leave home without it. He said, I need you to go up there and do it. So I said, okay. If that's what you need, it's going to be done. You're listening to Starters and Doers, a show that helps you move from your ideas and what you want in life to following through and actually doing it. I share interviews with go-getters and creators, along with actionable best practices on what it takes to help you be a starter and a doer. I'm your host, James Destinas, and on today's episode, we explore how the founder of Eclectic Entertainment went from mixing cassette tapes in high school to founding and running a regional DJ business. Crowd control. Big business these days. And I don't mean the streets. I mean the dance floors of wedding receptions, galas, clubs. And the DJ controls it all. Jean-Jacques Jean, founder and CEO of Eclectic Entertainment, built his own company from the ground up. He now manages four DJs and they together work with clients in three different states, primarily Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and New York. Eclectic Entertainment specializes in providing DJ services at wedding receptions and other special events. His company received the Wedding Wire Couples Choice Award in 2014, 15, and 16. And just how did Jean-Jacques Jean build this company? He got started with cassette tapes. So here's what I used to do when I was in, um, in high school. Mm-hmm. And this, uh, oh man, and I'm dating, I'm dating you now. Um, <laughs> not me though. I'm just yeah. dating. I'm giving, I'm much, giving up your, your, your age. Yeah, yeah. So this is around the time when we used to use uh, cassettes. And, cassette tapes and Yes, cassette tapes and CDs uh-huh. So what I used to do is that I used to take a, a number of CDs I used to listen to uh-huh. Songs that I used to like So I used to take the cassette tape and put it in a, in, in a ra- radio, right? So I would just pick one song from every CD And I would just mix it that way and As you know, I didn't have that much money Which took forever It took forever But this was the way I made my mix. It was no, very, why'd you do that? Did you enjoy that? I did. I did. I remember listening to, to um, the radio. Every time I used to hear DJ's mix, I used to be like, man, I know I could do this. And, you know, and I would be judging them based on how they would mix and everything. And I said, you know, I know I can do this. Got it. And then I just, I just started doing it. And, you know, how they all had their high-tech equipments to yeah. do it, you know, turntables and everything. And you were I doing it with I cassette tape. With a stereo and a cassette tape. Um, I remember even still, sometimes I would listen to the radio, a song would be playing on the radio, and I would record part of that on the cassette tape, too, from the radio. Yeah. And then and then I would just like, oh, you know what? This can go with this song I got on the CD and just put it together like that. Next thing you know, I have a whole mix. Of and different the, songs. Of different songs. Cut, and I'm just cut up at different times. At different times. 
Often the biggest challenge is just getting started, especially if you're attached to a specific outcome. How did you get past that? I didn't do it for anybody. I was doing it for myself. So like I said, I wasn't even trying to play it for anybody. I was trying, I was just playing it for myself. It was songs that I like and I mix them. And, and I hear it on the radio when the DJs are making the mixes. And like I said, I hear it and I know I could do it and I could do better. And I did it and, and it worked. So I wasn't trying to show it to anybody, but people started listening to it. How? You know, How did they get asked? To because it? they they want they hear me with the mix. You know, we, I'm blasting it in my ear, it. and they're hearing it, and they're like, "Hey, let me hear this. This sounds really good." And I give it to them, and then they just like, "Who made this?" And I'm like, "I made it," and they couldn't believe that. And what about fear and insecurities? Do they exist for you? Are they still there? It's still there. Up to this day, I just learned how to manage it. I was a bit timid when I was a kid, even though I was into all types of sports and I was into drama class, music and all of that. But I still had this, I still had this fear in me, you know. Um, but then I realized that I started shedding this off. First thing I did, actually, I took a speaking class in college. Okay. Um, I took a speaking class and that helped me a whole lot. Why? Um, you know, I, one barrier that I, I had and I still have is the fact that, A, I'm a foreigner. You know, we're always judged. Mm -hmm. um, and B, I had a very thick accent. Got it. And, and if you're going to be a DJ, you got a thick accent. That could exactly. be a problem. Uh -huh. So I had to learn to manage that, to, to enunciate. And it's so much more work I had to do. Um, so that helps taking the speech class. And that's the reason why I took it, to help me get over that fear, uh, to help me manage. Not, not, it, it's not gone completely. Yeah. It's just, it helps me to, to manage So what, what I'm listening is, what I'm, what I'm hearing from you, right? and correct me if I'm wrong, um, and by the way, I'm, I am going to interrupt you and summarize. Right? Oh, you are right. <laughs> um, is that, you know, you identified what you were afraid of. Mm -hmm. Right, like you, 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 you identify exactly what you were afraid of. Right, instead mm -hmm. of looking at it as overall, oh my gosh, I'm afraid. You actually pinpointed it, right, mm -hmm. and then you addressed each one. That's right, right, and not necessarily become perfect in those areas, but because but just become just good enough to where the fear wasn't strong enough to stop you anymore. Exactly. So let's talk about the next step in this journey. How did you go from cassette tapes? to becoming an actual DJ. So I, I used to work for a country club. Okay. Um, I remember that. Yeah, I, I remember that. Club. Yeah, I used to work for a country club. And then um, I remember, uh, again, I still had that fear of people, you know? Um, but I know there are things that I wanted to do and that I couldn't let that stop me. Mm -hmm. So for example, I was a bartender for a while. And for you to be a bartender, you have to be in front of people. Okay. You have to talk to people. So, you know, and I, even though I had that fear, I also love talking to people and being, you know, the center of attention and all of that, mm -hmm. you know. So I had to figure out what my limitations were and I had to practice how to get over each one of them. When I became a bartender, that helped a whole lot. Um, so I was at the country club. I'm, you know, I learned to be in front of people. I learned how to be a bartender and I'm slowly, but surely I was learning how to be a DJ, even though I didn't, um, I wasn't mindful about it. You know, I was still doing my thing in the, 
bedroom DJ without any equipment, right? Yeah. But then at the country club, I saw DJs coming through to do those weddings, to do those sweet 16s and those, um, um, all those events. And then we were doing what we were, the events we were doing in college. And we were hiring and DJs. We, and we were hiring yeah, DJs. Yeah, I remember. And I'm judging these guys and I'm looking at, I'm like, I can do this. And I'm playing with the equipment and everything. So I started picking their brains. What were some of the questions you asked? Hey, how, how, how did you get started? How are you doing? You know, how, how'd you get here? Mm-hmm. You know, how is it that you're getting bookings? So I'm asking how you do, you, you know, you're doing the And they're first coming. They're first coming with you. Yeah. And they're being, and they're honest with me. And they tell me. You know what? Because people like to talk about what they do. Yeah, they do. They do. (laughs) So every DJ I see, I I just go next to them and I question them and before the event, during the event Mm -hmm. and after the event. So I'm getting pointers. And and then so I realized, I concluded that a lot of them actually work for different companies. It wasn't just a DJ that was by themselves. Uh, doing just doing this, Got it. and I always believe that you have to learn to lead before you can. You have to learn to follow Got before it. you before you can lead. So, I decided to start doing my own research into companies. Got it. And that's to when see, I, to see to see if you need a job. Right. Got it. That's when I got with this one company. What was amazing about this company is that this guy actually teaches you how to be a DJ. Phenomenal. Now. Again, there are pros and cons with everything. This guy guy was stuck in the nineties, you know. So everything, even though he 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 taught me a great deal, but he was still behind with the times. Yeah. In terms of technology, in terms of like what he was teaching, teaching. But but it, free lesson of life. Free lesson. Right? Yeah. And he's putting me out there. I'm working as an assistant. I wasn't making great money. But hey, I'm learning and I'm getting a few bucks in my pocket. You can't go wrong with that. I was going to every class he had, learning everything that he was teaching. Mm -hmm. And when when we out there, and, and, and he likes to take me with him. Instead of sending me with other DJs, he takes me with him. So he took a liking to me um, because I was a go-getter. I'm, I'm out there. I asked whatever he needed. I'm, I, I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, so when we, when I'm out there DJing with him, since I already had experience in front of a crowd, so I, I, I take over as an MC for him um, before he would be doing, doing most everything. When I'm there with him, like right away, I get out there. I get on the dance floor. I'm, um, I'm dancing with people. I'm teaching people what to do and everything. And so he liked that. It made the it made the job so much easier for him. All right, let me let me stop you. Let me stop you. So so you've done this. So you've never done this before. Mm-mm. And now you're getting in front of people. Mm-hmm. I can tell you right now what what just jumped in my head. Right? Um, am I good enough? So, so is this like a personality trait that you have? Like, like, how do you go from, Hey, I'm an assistant to making that first leap? Cause that's gotta be scary. Your first time you jumped in front of the crowd, you've never done this before. You don't know how they're going to react. Um, no, I, I, it wasn't, what I do is, is that whenever I learn something and I'm, I'm passionate about something, that's all that's in my head. So I'm going, you know, I'm going over everything he tells me. He had a binder that he gave me. I read through the entire binder multiple times. Got it. So when I got, got in front of, of people, I wasn't even thinking about it. I just know 
this is what I had to do. Mm-hmm. And when I got out there, all the fear is just gone. It was non-existent. You know, you put the mic in my hand. I get on there. I'm having fun. I, none of that exists anymore. Yeah. So it disappeared. So it wasn't, it wasn't that scary. Now, what was scary is when the first time I actually DJed an event, um, which I was actually working with him maybe like f- five miles down the road, mm-hmm. not even that, maybe two, two to three, two to three miles down the road. I, I, I was assisting him at a, at a wedding. Okay. And then he got a call. Actually, he got a page. He had a page. Okay. <laughs> he had a page. We're, we're dating ourselves. <laughs> I'm dating you. I'll, yeah. never, I'll never admit to dating myself. <laughs> he had a pager. Yeah, he had a pager uh-huh. that he had an on-call service. They pay, the facility where one DJ was working, they paged him saying that the DJ was doing an awful job and the, the client wanted him removed. Wow. And then he looked at me. He's like, I don't have another DJ that can cover it. Everybody else is working. I need you to go up there and do it. I looked at him. I'm like, I, what? All right, tell me, tell me about the vitals, the, the heartbeat. <laughs> tell me. He said, um, I need you to go up there and do it. He said, you have your book? I said, yeah. I never leave home without it. He said, I need you to go up there and do it. So I said, okay. If that's what you need. It's gonna be done. I got in. I got in my car. Mm-hmm. I drove there, and then when I got there, I spoke to the owner of the facility. He's like, "I need this guy off right now." Mind you, I've never used that equipment before. And then the clients were pissed. Eclectic entertainment with Jean Jacques Jean, and when we come back, we'll see how Jean handled his first live DJ gig in front of a pissed crowd. Hey, just a quick note from our sponsor. You have valuable information to share, either through a blog, your own podcast, or a YouTube channel. But you're not sure where to start, what to do, or even if you have time. Plenty of people are making money from sharing what they know. Champ Mars Web Publishing and Consulting can help you do the same. You can have a plan, so that you always know what to do next. Or if you don't have time, just share what you know with Chet Mars and they'll produce the blog post, podcast, or YouTube channel for you. It's that easy. For more information, just visit champmars.com. That's champmars.com. Oh, and one more thing. Being a starter and doer requires a plan to make it easier. And so we're putting together a free e-course on how to convert your great ideas into small daily actions that you can take every day to make your ideas happen. If you're interested, just go to startersanddoers.com to sign up and we'll send it to you when it's ready. You're listening to Starters and Doers with James Destinas. When we left off, Jean-Jacques Jean, founder and CEO of Eclectic Entertainment, was sharing with us the story of his first solo DJ gig where he was taking over for a failed DJ in front of a pissed crowd. I got to the place. I got to the place. And um, so the, the client was unhappy. The, the, the um, facility owner was unhappy. Um, the facility owner had a deal, uh, had a contract with the, that, D, that DJ company that mm-hmm. I was working with. 
Um, so if he's not happy, they have to give him another DJ, you know, that whole hoopla that they have. So I got up there, uh, to make a long story short, I got up there, I got the microphone and I started emceeing and then that DJ with his help, um, we started playing different songs. So I'm playing songs that I know would work, you know, since, you know, I love all types of music, you know, and those people, they like the mix. I realized they like a mix of, of music. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm playing all types of music, country music, funk, Motown and all of that. Um, yeah, I did an incredible job. And that was the first event, professional event that I've DJed. It must have been about 200 people. All right, so now this isn't for you, right? <laughs> this isn't for you. Now this is for people. So where's the, oh my gosh, what are they going to say? Or the judgment? Or uh, how are they going to feel? Am I really good? Can I do this? Because that's got to be going through your head, no? Absolutely. I was nervous. Very nervous. All right, so what did you do with all that? I I like, just, how'd you put that aside, pick up the mic and rock the party? You know, it's it's just something. You put the microphone in my hand. It's just something I, that just, whenever I, I get the microphone and I start going, it just it just disappeared. So you just got started? I just got started. It was, I just got started. You didn't think about it. I didn't. You just got started. I got started. And I just kept referring back to the the training that the guy had given me in the book and the manual that I have. Anytime I, I felt like I was getting stuck anywhere, I just refer back to, to each section. Now, looking back, how, how good were you that night? I was, I was not that good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, but, so, to, so, to, but at the time, he was like, yo, I did an incredible job. Let me tell you something. Okay. To the facility owner, mm -hmm. to the crowd, I was incredible. And that's what they said. And, and I had a, I still have a relationship with that, that facility owner. Um, he actually, last year, he closed that facility and my company was a house DJ for him. That was years ago when he first saw me. I was a house DJ for him and the new facility that he has, my company is one of the top refer referring companies in there. Got it. So because, because of that one night, I remember when I saw him years later, when mm -hmm. I, when I went up there, I'm like, Hey, his name is Brian. I'm like, Hey, Brian, I don't know if you remember. He's like, I remember you. He's like, I remember you. You don't even have to finish that sentence. I, I'm like, why? Wow. He's like, yeah, I remember you used to work for such and such from this, this company. I remember that night when you came here. So, so even though you, you, you review that night and, and you were like, yeah, you know what? That wasn't my best word. I, it wasn't but, at all. But, but, the, but the people in the crowd. It was incredible. It was incredible. They loved it. Walked away with a $50 tip. <laughs> and, and, and so what's, what's amazing about that is that oftentimes we underestimate what we're capable of. Right. Yeah. Wow. I did. I was, I was brand new. I, yeah. as, but you, and you got started anyway. <laughs> and you did it anyway, though. You did it I anyway. Did, and, did and, it. So, and, and so how long ago was that? How, how long have you been DJing now? 16 years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Now, you could have made a choice and said, you know what, I'm not ready. But you made a choice and you did it anyway. Um, and 16 years later, man, you're still doing it. Still doing it. My biggest takeaway so far is that oftentimes you only need to find the courage to start, create, and or do. 
And the nature of just getting started will build the confidence to do it again and again, and you'll do it better and you'll improve. And to not let doubt critics distract you, easier said than done, of course. So I asked Jean about his early critics, which apparently included me. Remember the New Year's Eve parties we used to throw? Yeah. Do you remember uh, them? New Year's Eve party. Oh, you geez. don't remember, right? Shut remember, on, man. remember every New Year's Eve party, I, I, I used to do a party. Yes, 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 yes. And yes. do you remember one time I threw a party at this one house and I had food from lined up everywhere. I don't think you remember. It was a Haitian party. Of course you have food lined I up. I had food, food lined up I everywhere. I know what you it's, it's, so, so talk, tell me about it. And I, I borrowed, know. remember one of our friends, Rosaline. Rosaline, yes. I don't know where she got DJ equipment from. Remember she had a set of DJ equipment. Older, old DJ Dude, equipment. You, you clearly have a better memory yeah. than me. So Let cool. me tell you something. Yeah. I, I remember DJing, uh, DJing that party for us, and um, and you guys were there, and we had a great time. But I was using other people's mixes mm-hmm. to to play in this thing, and then I remember at time when those mixes had some funky stuff with them, and how mad you guys used to get, right? <laughs> and I couldn't blame you <laughs> because it's like. In the mid- what the hell is this? In right? the middle of the mix, right? <laughs> and then the guys just stop to talk or do something. And then you guys like, yo, what the hell is this? I'm like, relax. <laughs> it's, like, it's my first time. Jeez. Beyond my control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? And, um, you know, the, I, I use that story to say that I kind of see why some people had their doubts, you know? And also, uh, you did. You had your doubts about me because, you know, again... As you were saying, it was I, don't a very, know, I don't think I put you down. You though, didn't man. put me down. You you just were stating the obvious. It, it is a saturated market, you know. And your thing was, what is it that's different about you compared to everybody else? And I kept that in my mind, you know, throughout the whole time. Um, and we can get back. Wow, to that. I was that wise back then. Yeah, yeah, you did. You did. Actually, believe it or not, I I choose to do the DJ company because of a conversation I had with you. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, because of a conversation I had with you. Uh, we'll get back to that. But um, I um, I remember my father was not, did not agree. My mother did not agree. They didn't want me to do it. My father's model, Haitian, Haitian parent, work for somebody. And work all your life, get a decent 401k, try to get some type of retirement, and and, and that's it. Go for the guarantee? Yeah. <laughs> that's and life, I'm man. sorry that I, I didn't see that being too appealing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I always wanted to have my own business in, col- in college since I was in, a kid. Um, and uh, no matter what, I'm going to pursue that. Um, my, my one brother, he, he told me, um, he told me that that market was not a good market for somebody of color. I just put it this way. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I'm actually paraphrasing, but uh, I didn't, I didn't agree. Uh, even though part of what he's saying is correct, but I still don't agree with it. It's just a little bit harder for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe that, you know, you can succeed no matter how hard it is. You just got to work. You just got to work at it. Yeah. If it's your dream, you just work at it. And it's funny. He took me to buy my first set of equipment. The same, the same, the same <laughs> brother. <laughs> And so, and so, so uh, I, I really want to point out, yeah. even from my perspective, right? Mm-hmm. It's only because we we cared about yeah, you, absolutely, right? 
Absolutely. And, and, and isn't, that, isn't that interesting that the people that care about you the most, right, are the ones that feel more comfortable with you in a box because they can predict what happens in the box. Right. Rather than having you fly and, and, and spread your wings and create something new because they can't really predict. It's scary outside it, the box. It's scary outside the box. It is. And they're scared for you. Yeah, it's scary to be a business owner. There, there are a lot of odds against you. Yeah. And so once you can understand that though, right? Once you can understand where they're coming from, then you can understand it's not a place of malice. Or no, it's not at all. Not it's at just, all. It's just their concern for you. Absolutely. And as, and as a, an individual yourself, you're going to have to choose what to do mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. Whether you're going to set it aside, acknowledge and thank them for caring. Or if you're going to adhere to it and not do it and find something safer. And I was never that guy to do something safer. Great stuff. Great stuff. One last thing. Can you name one thing you've learned throughout this whole process? One, one big takeaway for you. One thing I would do different is, um, you know, when, when you're first starting out, you know, I didn't, have, I didn't have a whole lot of money getting started. So that was always a major limitation. Um, the business, at least, I would, I would explore more, see what's out there. Instead, All right, let me let me see if I can explain this a little please bit do, better. Please do. I so want to hear it. Can understand. I want to hear it. I'm gonna give you an example. It took me two years before I finally released the website. It took me another year and a half before I actually purchased a web domain. Before that. So those are the things that I didn't think I was I could I could afford. Yeah. I didn't think I could afford to get a website because yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't. When I found out how cheap it was to get a website, I almost kicked my own behind. <laughs> so when I did buy a web a, a web space, it took me two years before I finally released the website out. Mm-hmm. Do you know why? Why? Because I was trying to do it by myself, thinking that I. I didn't have the proper guidance, thinking that it was too expensive for me to get someone to do it. I was just wasting time. All that was just wasting time. And, and with time being the most valuable resource, right. you're saying, listen, pay the expert. Pay the expert to get it done. Pay the, the expert, expert thing do done. what you're good at, and yeah. pay someone to do what they're good at. What they're good at. That's good advice. And that's something I still find myself doing up to this, this day. Because it's so tempting it's, yeah, right. to think that saving money mm-hmm. is the win. Mm-hmm. When in reality, since you don't get time back, you don't. Saving time beats saving money exactly. every day of the week. Every day of the week. Because think about it. Okay. I um it took me three weeks to design a brochure. It's okay. And it's I thought it was good. To most people it's good. But it's not great. It took the the professional thirty minutes to an hour to design a brochure that's spectacular compared to the one that I had. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and guess what? All it cost me was how much did it cost me? Maybe a hundred dollars. Think about how much time you spent on that I that you could have been that. spending on something you're good at. Exactly. 
That was Jean-Jacques Jean, founder and CEO of Eclectic Entertainment. You can find more info about his company and services at entertainmentandsounds.com. Thank you for listening to the show. If you want to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can always visit startersanddoers.com. You can also subscribe to the show on Stitcher, iTunes, or SoundCloud. And I'd really appreciate you leaving a rating and sharing with your friends. You can also write me directly at info at startersanddoers.com. I'm James Estinas, and you've been listening to Starters and Doers. Starters and Doers.